Old MacDonald had a farm. E-I-E-I-O. <laughs> Coming to you from Beer Snob City, it's Beer Plus 3, where we try to solve the world's problems one beer at a time. I'm here with Mr. Vacation himself, Mike Zamora. Not with us today is Rick DeFarian and Bree Intern. So, today, Sunday, July 19th, we're Beer Plus 2. Beer Plus 2. Well, yeah. Much like we were last week, man. I, I just built a little mixer, or beer on... Rick's mixer. Do you it's think about time that happened. That, that could be like part three, right? We could we can include yeah. the mixers being three today. Yeah, there you go. It's I drink, like it. It's drinking I know with this, us. this beer we're drinking. This is the big bot from yeah. uh, Ninkasi. Not bad. Not bad for a pale ale. That flows right in line then with the mixer being one of us today. Mm-hmm. It well, just got we'll a little find out what the mixer has to say about it later. What? Delicious. I enjoyed that. I needed a, I needed a beer because it's hot today. I was drive, driving hot. around in the it's heat. Hot. We should probably have all this in the fridge, really. Yeah, if we're gonna do this for a while, I tell you what, I'll I'll, I'll take the shot and I'll put it in the fridge. Uh, but let's pick out which we're what we're gonna. Well, do what, next. what do we? What should we do? We should probably stick with something not so imperial. Yeah, um, we got because we got an imperial IPA, yeah, an imperial, imperial red, and then another imperial from Fremont. So we have the Red Dragon, which is an imperial red from Dead Frog. We got that Back to the Future IPA, and then the Fremont, the sister mm-hmm. Imperial IPA. I swear we've had this before. Uh, I think but, we have, yeah. But I will go ahead and put the rest of these in there. If you would like to open up the Black Raven Beak Tweaker Citrus IPA. <laughs> I love the Beak Tweaker. The be- Again, I Black- love their labels. Their labels are always awesome. Black Raven, a beer we've had many times now on the podcast. <laughs> One that, uh, you know, I'm very... Fondly becoming a fan of fondly, foundly. I don't know. I'm, I'm enjoying. I'm enjoying their beers quite a bit. So uh, whenever I see them out of Redmond, Washington, sitting in the cooler, especially when they've got one with a new label that I haven't had, and it proclaims citrus in big bold letters. There. Is this the one you were? Uh, Log Yard. That's, that's a good one. I like Log Yard. That's yeah. one of my my recent favorites. Log Yard. I, I remember you bringing it up on the tap trail. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know we've never had it on the. Podcast, yeah, so. no, that's the, we haven't had on the podcast. No, I don't think we have. Fuck, let's do that one right now. We've got two. <laughs> okay, it's cold, so it's put that cold. In. Yeah, I'll put this in the fridge and get the other one. Did yeah, the, the log, the the, the, log. the the log yard IPA uh, from Backwoods Brewing in Carson, Washington. Carson, Washington, being along the uh, Snake River, probably uh, I'd say an hour just by looking at the map outside of uh, the Portland border area, Portland Vancouver border area. Yeah. <clears throat> this IPA that they do is it's very caramely honey 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 like it's very honey like oh, so it's a little sweeter or it's a it just bit, has a bit of a honey flavor to no, it no it's, it's it's a little bit of a sweeter maltier uh even the 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 hops in here are very rounded they're not very sharp which kind of contributes well, to that I will go ahead and I just cleanse. poured I just poured my worst beer ever really I poured a perfect beer you did 
Maybe I shouldn't have been trying to talk on mic while pouring. Maybe that's what I usually yeah. normally do. I'm usually not leaned into the mic pouring yeah. with my glass. That so. could be. That could be. So it's hot today in Whatcom County. I haven't been in Whatcom County. We arrived last night, but we had been gone for a solid nine, ten days. Yeah, you guys were gone quite a while. You yeah. did a lot of traveling. I was kind of following you a little bit on friend face. Yeah, I was trying I was trying not to overpost. Like I actually made a conscious effort this time to be in the vacation rather than taking the, pictures of the vacation. Being the recorder of the vacation. Right. I always get yelled at by my wife. I mean, I don't do much of that at all, but I tend to try, you know, to take pictures here and there, and, and my <clears> wife <throat> screams at me every time because I come from a family where my mom and dad, well, my dad mostly constantly took pictures whenever we went anywhere. It could have been just to the park. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he was taking pictures because he loves to take right. pictures. And uh, she comes from a family who they don't take any pictures at all. Really? No, you go to their house, the only pictures up there are like from weddings, from this, from that, you know, like events. Yeah. So, not from life. Well, what's the better way to do it, I wonder? I think, I think recording life is, is pretty awesome. I like I, it. I, 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 I like you it know, I can't, I can't, I'm not one for looking on the past a lot or too much. Uh, I don't sit and go, oh, I'll remember back then. I don't do that a lot. But when I do. You I'll, do now, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, what I like to do is just look at my pictures and go floating through my pictures and go, oh, yeah, that was, that was kind of fun. I, you know, I don't try to dwell on it, but, you know, it's nice to have those pictures. So at a certain point, I started feeling a little guilty about not taking any pictures, so I got back into picture mode a little uh, bit. Nice. <laughs> a little bit. Uh, you know, it was the standard vacation. We went down to the uh, Oregon coast, um, Waldport, as we normally do. We like to go camping with a K at the KOA. <laughs> not really camping. It's just a hotel room. Outside, it's a hotel room outside with a fire pit, pretty much. Yeah. Well, you get you was, right next to the other fire pit with the other people. Right. Not my way of doing it, but it. You know, it, it was fun when we went. I mean, I did have fun with you guys, but yeah, it's just not my kind of. Well, deal. okay. Let's not call it camping then. If if you just called it going on a trip, would it be sufficient? Yeah, you okay. guys went on a family vacation. We went on a family vacation. So, you know, we like to go and do that, and there wasn't really, you know, we did the standard stuff on the coast. You know, we spent a lot of time on the beach. I got severely burnt a couple of times, <laughs> as you, can, you, can, you well, can tell. That doesn't even make sense. How, how could one such as yourself get burnt that many times? Well, just... I mean, you get burnt once, and then... If, if you, you, you've been out there, so, you know, sometimes you go out to the water, right? Mm-hmm. And there's a sand dune in between the parking lot and yeah. the water. And walking through the sand is not necessarily easy, especially not when it's like 85 degrees out. <laughs> and you might be halfway to the beach, and you might turn to your daughter and go, can I have that sunscreen now? She goes, no, Dad, I put it on and left it in the car. Oh, ouch. Nice. I go, didn't I ask you to grab the sunscreen for me so I could put it? And, you know, you're looking, and it's like, okay, well, I'm halfway to the beach now, and it's, I know, I know the car's really close physically, but... Trickling. You, in other words, you're already burnt. Right? Yeah. It's, it's too late. If you go back, by the time you get there, you're burnt. Yeah, so it's like, fuck it, I'll stay here. Um, and then, you know, you jump in the ocean, you're swimming around. It's like, oh, you know, I was burnt already, so why not have another burn? Why not have another? Yeah. Not so bad. You get a twofer. Yeah. <laughs> no, I've already been burnt uh, once this year, so I'm just going to be tan from here on out. Yeah, so, you know, I'm in the peeling stage now, and I feel like after I get beyond the peeling stage, I'm probably going to go back to the tan stage and not have to worry about it nearly so much, which is a good place for me to be, seeing as the fucking sun's not going anywhere. Yeah, it's, no, it's not. It's hot as hell. Um, we were driving around in it today. I was having a bit of an experience, you know, outside of the... We came home with a new family member. 
Um, family member. Yeah, it's it, a car, man, not a family a member. So I came home with a new car yesterday. So I've been out with my wife driving it around as she's not used to driving a, a car with a manual transmission. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, you know, she's actually doing real fantastic. You know, for the couple of hours that we've put behind the wheel now, I think she's doing great. Her, You know, she's really her own worst enemy and just being a little bit nervous. Yeah, and, we all are. Yeah. We all are. But, uh, so, you know, we've got the roof off, though, and the windows rolled down. Awesome. And it's fucking hot, though. But you can turn, the, the funny thing is, and we noticed this when I was out on one of the test drives, is you turn on the AC and have the roof off and the windows down, but you still got the AC running. <laughs> And it's okay. You just somehow you're just okay with it. I think that feels better because I'll do that in in my car when my wife's not in it. I'll have the AC on and then roll down the window. Well, you see, I I like it. I think it's you get the fresh air. Plus, you you get the cold air. A little bit of the cool air as well. Yeah, I was I was way into it actually. I thought, how come we don't do this before? Because anytime somebody turned on the air conditioning, somebody would go roll up the windows now. Roll up the windows yeah, now. It's stupid. You don't have to roll up the windows just because you have air conditioning. No. It's not like it's going to waste. Like, you know, you <laughs> right. leave a fridge open, you know, that, that's kind of going to waste in warming food. This is just, you know, it's there's a balance. It's a balance. So, yeah. So, you know, that that, that was a lot of fun for me today and, and last night. And I'm sure after we get done recording here, I'm not going to be driving after drinking all this beer. But all I got to do is sit there and just kind of, uh, well, at this point, I don't even really give directions, really. It's just a matter of sitting there. And when the panic happens, going, calm down, take a breath, put it in neutral, bring the stick back to the middle position, let's figure out what gear you need to be in, and get it there. And that's really all I did on the way home. You know, we drove, we drove from Rick's house. I, she drove it all the way into town. I drove it between the taco place and Rick's house. Mm-hmm. Um, so a little short little bit of inside the town driving. And then from Rick's house, I said, no, you drive us home. So we, we drove it on the back roads, you know, Smith Road, Pole Road, up at the guy yeah. at Meridian, and then down Linden Birch Bay, and then onto the highway. And really, you know, she did fine. I was just sitting there, just give her the moments where, you know, she's having problems getting it all the way over and then up into fifth. So I was just there to just go, hey, bring it back in the middle. Don't panic. Let's get it into fifth. Mm-hmm. You know how to get there. You know where it's at. So I think she's going to be fine. But... Uh, the story behind that is, you know, we've been looking for a Jeep for a long time. Yeah. And, you know, we're kind of getting Why to the, a Jeep? Is that just something that uh, she wanted or is it she, something she you both wa- wanted? She wanted the Jeep and I could get behind it. And I think I could only get behind it in like this last year where I kind of like watched that off-roading movie, All Cars Go to Heaven, and go, that looks like a lot of fucking fun to me. It is a lot of fun, yeah. So then suddenly it became a purchase I could get behind, but then, you know, they're still kind of spendy. But we just got to a point in the year where the new models are rolling in, so you can actually start finding some discounts on things. And, you know, if you know how to negotiate well, you can walk away with a good deal. So, you know, now was the time, so we went ahead and did it. Um, the thing was is, is I've been, you know, going for, you know, if we're going to do it, let's get a, let's get a manual. And mm-hmm. then she goes, no, it's going to be my car, Mike. It's not your car. I know manual's probably better for off-road, and the manual has a better resale value, but I really don't want the manual, Mike. I don't want to learn how to drive it. I'm fine with the automatic. 99% of the world drives an automatic. Why are you going to put me in a manual? I don't want to do it. So why did you do it? Why did I do it? Well, I didn't do it on purpose. Um, as a matter of fact, you know, I spent a lot of time looking. Like I said, it's the end of the year. So they have, they've, they've, there probably hasn't been a new factory Jeep that has come off the factory floor in probably a month or two, right? They're just trying to dwindle down stock and get, get rid of stuff. So, 
you know, there are particular things I wanted on my Jeep because I wanted one that was a little bit more off-road capable than the ones the soccer moms are driving. And she kind of wanted that, too. She goes, I want a big, mean-looking Jeep, Mike. You know. It is a big, mean-looking Jeep. I'll give you that. <laughs> I, I, don't, I, don't want the, I don't want the soccer mom little b- bitch Jeeps. I want, I want the mean-looking one. <laughs> yeah. So in order to get the right packages and the right collar combinations, there was not very many left. And there, was, there, had, there had been yeah. one in Portland that I tried to get my hands on, but it, it came with the navigation package. And why the hell they were trying to sell a navigation package for $1,600, I don't know. But it was $1,600 I wasn't going to spend. Yeah. So we're going home empty-handed, and I'm like, oh, well, maybe we just don't get the Jeep this year. Maybe we just don't get it. And I'm just doing searches, and okay, there's one here. It's not the perfect color, but we could go that way. And I go, oh, look, there's one in Tacoma that showed up. That's, it wasn't in my search yesterday, but it's in my search today. Let's stop and take a look at it. So, so you, this is from Tacoma, then? Yeah, we got it in Tacoma. And I go, okay, so we'll stop. We'll take a look at it. You know, we're tired. We're haggard. We've been on the road for more than a week. And I go, no, I drove, test drove some Jeeps the other day. I don't need to test drive this one. It's fine. I see the sticker here. I'm looking at the car window sticker. Yeah. It's got the packages I'm looking for. And I go, this is the perfect Jeep in the color that she wants it. This is exactly what she wants. No, I don't need to test drive it because I test drove two of them yesterday. It's fine. This one should be perfect. So... We go through a couple of hours of, of hard negotiation. We finally get it to where we want it. After walking out the door once and having him chase me down, go, no, 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 I can do it your way. Fine. Great. Wow. <laughs> my kids are real you? impressed with my negotiation skills, but I, I tell them this is part of my job when I'm dealing with vendors is negotiation. Damn. So, you know, we get exactly what it is we want, and we're sitting there, and we're just waiting for them to write up the papers. And he goes, man, it's really cool that you're buying a six-speed. And I go, six-speed auto, right? And it goes, manual. No, I took you out and I showed you it. And my jaw just dropped. And I got the looks from across the way from my wife. And I knew this was going to be a moment that I'm going to be living with for at least the next 10 years. Yeah. Anytime something goes wrong. (laughs) You remember what you did? I'm, well, you know what? You know what? On the plus side, you never know. Maybe she will like it. Uh, maybe she. Maybe will. eventually she'll get down and 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 she, I think I think what might happen. Maybe she'll do all the the uh, mom events and and, and this that and, and she'll get a lot of kudos for her awesome Jeep. And it, that won't matter. Anymore. It won't matter, and she'll be the big bitch. And you know, I mean, she can already you know take a look at people. And go, oh, you can't drive a stick. Fuck you. I could drive a stick, and I drive a big rig. There you go. So she's going to be able to do that, but you know what? It's still not going to be enough. I'm still. It's still going to be. You know. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah it's is, it's in her back pocket. It'll come out later. Yeah. Whenever she wants something. Oh. Yeah. Oh. This, this, you know what you she, did to me. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not really my Jeep. It's your Jeep. And you know, it's like you know, no, because I did me. I would have bought the Porsche SUV and gone really fast down the road. You <laughs> wanted the big off. You know, I was okay. It was something I could stand behind. But you know, if it's my Jeep to purchase. A Porsche SUV? Yeah. Those are so ugly. They are ugly, but they go very fast. They do go very fast, but they're ugly as hell. They look like a uh, like a, a Subaru had sex with a Lexus. Yes. It, that's exactly they, what they look like. They are not very pretty at all. No. The front of those things it looks like a, a Muppet that's rotted in the sun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. My uh, our ex CEO used to. That's what he bought every time. He bought a Porsche. He used to drive like a Porsche, Porsche, and then he kind of evolved into the. Their uh, SUV, their SUV, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it just is like that. Looks like a station wagon. 
Why well, see, are you driving a Porsche station wagon? I'm a wagon guy. I like wagons, so that I, that, I would love to have a wagon. You know, I, I, I'd like to see a return of the wagon. You know, into the American I would totally culture. buy a Subaru. Absolutely. And you know, now that we've got the next vacation movie coming out, you know, maybe we'll get another push for American wagons again because you know I noticed I don't think the wa- they drive one, do they? Yeah. You know? uh, well, it's more of an SUV wagon esque kind of thing in the new one yeah. coming out, but it, you know, it plays total homage to the wagon from the I first so. one. It does. Yes. Yeah, so. so I did so. see pictures of the new Echo One from the new Bogus. Ghostbusters and it's just kind of an homage. My jaw dropped when I seen that. I was like, they are doing this movie right, you know. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I had some amount of faith, but not. I wasn't all in after seeing the Echo One. I go, these guys know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Paul Feig knows what he's doing. Yeah. He's, so he's, I, we just recently watched Spy. Uh huh. The the latest uh, Paul Feig and wow, it, it, it is absolutely hilarious. And one of the best characters in him in it is Jason Statham. Yeah. He completely he plays that same character. That he always plays, but he plays it hilarious with a slam, you know, it's, kind of it's, it's colored basically enough. over the top, right? You know, <laughs> I might have to check that one it's, out. It's really good, it's really funny, so definitely check it out. It, it's good. But uh, speaking of movies, since my, my family's been gone, I've been watching movies basically nonstop. You've been a bit of a, you know, you've got almost a fan following. I was talking to our friend uh, J.P. Fournier the other night about you, and you're watching movies, and he was, he was, he was like, "Oh, I'm very jealous." You know, I mean, you know, he's a single guy, but you know, he's so busy with his oh yeah, he's comedy career and work and everything else, and he's like, you know, I've got to watch a movie on my lunch break, uh, (laughs) you know, to, to, to cover the movies for the podcast that they do. And there's Jeff sitting at home, and I go, "Yeah, I think he's already cracked like four movies today." You know. Mm-hmm. JP's like, oh, I really wish I could do that. Yeah, it's it's fun. Um, I I purposely uh, when I dropped my my family off at the airport, I came home. I I made half decent time on the way back because we all know city traffic is is especially on a major highway like that. It's it's terrible. Yeah, coming but up coming up the five can be a real nightmare. Depending, it on was the day. funny because like going to Seattle on at the same time and coming from Seattle at the same time two different experiences uh-huh. you know so i mean it took us what two and a half hours to get there mm-hmm. and it took me three and a half hours to get home yeah so yeah there's that but uh as soon as i got home i was like you know what i want to i've been kind of seeing old boil on uh, the netflix and i was and really stuff. surprised and that- i'm like god i still need to sit down and watch these movies you know so i sat down and watched old boy and then i was like i wonder if they have the new version, and mm-hmm. they did, so I watched that one right after I watched the uh, original. So back to back, what did you think of the first one after you got? Again, I'm really surprised that you hadn't watched it. It blew it my mind. I mean, it was predictable, but it, it's not one of those movies that is like a big mystery it, it, as far as, as things are concerned. But uh, um, and maybe it was maybe just, just because it's been around for a long time, and other people have talked about it. Because I wonder, because I remember seeing that and my jaw hitting the ground when that movie ends. Going, they just did that. Yeah, I, I mispredicted uh, um, the the reason why uh, he was there, mm-hmm. but um, I predicted it relatively correctly. Yeah, and uh, so it was it was just an amazing movie. The way it was filmed, the way uh, um, I love the main character because he's not he's he is an everyman, right? You know, he's oh, did, just oh. this kind of drunkard dude who's who gets kidnapped and thrown in a box for fifteen years. Uh-huh. Odessu. Oh, Odessu. Yeah. Odessu. Old Desu, yeah. No, he, uh, yeah, he, and he, he really is the everyman. He's, you know, he's beginning of the film, and I remember watching it the first time, and it, it goes from that to the box scene, and you're like, it, 
did some because it was back in the day. So I was thinking, did somebody splice the movie wrong? Or you know, <laughs> what really? is going on? I, I followed it pretty the, well. The transition from that opening scene back to the other scene at the beginning is, is so mm-hmm. jarring. Yeah, um, you know, you really. I think it's meant to be so. Right. Though. I mean, if one of the first things he does when he's in the room is freak out and he has the ants go all mm-hmm. over him and stuff. And of course, that's the first thing you're going to do is go nuts with boredom. Yeah. But you know, he he gloms onto that and eventually he he kind of overcomes. But uh, no, it was it was amazing, and I love the fact that they um, one thing that they did in the American version that they didn't do in the original version is make him some super badass. Right. Because in the in the American version, he's like a super badass. Like the fight in the hall. They reproduce the fight in the hall. Mm-hmm. And he gets his ass handed to him every time he gets into a fight in the Korean version. Yeah. But he still seems to come out on top. He perseveres. He, 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 you know, he's it, just it's, determined. It's the internal struggle, the determination, like you say, mm-hmm. to, to get to the end of that fucking hallway. And he does it. And, and he, he fucking does it. And he, he just gets ruined by these guys. But he does the same to them. And it was just an amazing scene to watch that fight because he just gets his shit kicked out of him, gets back up, stab him in the back. Yeah. He still gets up. And he's just going to town with that hammer. And, and in the other one, in the, the, the Spike Lee joint. Right. Um, um, but uh, he, he just, like, he's like Superman all of a sudden. Just because he worked out in a room for 10 years. It's almost like The Matrix, right? Where he's like, I worked out, or I got this clip in my head, and I played, and I've practiced so much, I'm just going to kick everybody's ass. And in the, in the Korean film, it actually is a poignant point, and I think what they're trying to speak a lot to, and Korean films will often do this as a very nationalistic there, is it's, it's, it's more of an ode to the Korean fighting spirit, and mm-hmm. just Absolutely. persevering through the end, where it's the American guy just kicks ass, and it's kind of lame and kind of boring. Yeah, it, it really is lame. Um, the the Spike Lee version was just lame on every account. I was like, uh, "They're really going to do this? Are they really going to do this? Are they really?" And they really didn't do it. I mean, they the didn't. Other- they didn't really achieve. I think, or I, I, I maybe whoever wrote it, whether it was Spike Lee or somebody else, they didn't get the film, or they didn't get the film the way I got the film. I'm, right. I'm, I'm kind of along the same lines as you. It's kind of that never say die. Um, if you been done wrong you and there's the mystery and and for the spike lee version it was just a mystery and then ass kicking that's all right you know almost like a superhero invention there you know they Mm -hmm. they turn him into a superhero instead of an everyman yeah and uh you know i mean the only thing that the american version really had going for it was josh brolin i mean i enjoy watching josh brolin i probably wouldn't have finished the film sam jackson was awesome yeah yeah he's pretty cool of course (laughs) you can't mess with sam and his purple lightsabers his purple lightsaber (laughs) He got him. He wanted him. He got him. He wanted him. He got him. And not everybody gets to call that shot, but he got it. Um, so, I mean, that's really all the American version actually has going for it. And, you know, when this first started out, you know, when Old Boy came out, you know, very quickly it got picked up, you know, hey, we're doing an American version of it. And uh, I'm having a hard time remembering the guy's name, uh, Wong, the guy who t- returned the Fast and the Furious franchise was supposed to do. Justin, Justin Wong was supposed to do Old Boy, but. You know, after he got his spin on Fast and the Furious and turned that series around with uh, number three, he just oh, could- that's another series I want to watch while my family's gone. Is, is I watched from maybe three on. <laughs> yeah, watch from three on. I wouldn't fuck with one and two. Watch from three, three on. It was on at work the other day, and it was just. Uh, it becomes an entirely different series, and it, it's you, you, there's they keep the tone smart enough. You know, they don't take themselves seriously enough, and then you can see this devol- de- devolution. As the series goes mm-hmm. on, as they become less and less what they were, and more and more just going batshit crazy, um, 
I, I enjoyed the series, you know, you, you know, for more than being a car series. Yeah, I, I enjoyed mm-hmm. it just, just, just for the amount of effort that holding a, a proper tone is so difficult. You know, we just talked about it with the Ghostbusters thing and seeing the Echo 1 and going, well, I think if they've got that, then they're looking for the right tone. And I think the mm-hmm. Fast Absolutely. and the Furious series you could easily dismiss, dismiss as being douchebaggery. But watching the way the director executes... Oh, have you seen the first movie? It's douchebag. Okay. They okay. take themselves way too seriously. Yeah. <sighs> Just, Justin Wong comes on. I think it's Justin Wong. Comes on episode number three, and the series changes, and it's just a matter of holding the right tone to keep it not serious enough. Not Don't take yeah. yourself quite that serious, and he's able to execute it in a manner that, you know, you come to like the characters, you come to love the story... And it's colored the right way, you know. The, the 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 tint of the crayon he uses is perfect. Yeah, and I, the tint I, of the crayon. That's a good. I like the way you said that. That was awesome. <laughs> I can't wait for the next film. Uh, you know, really. Yeah. It'll 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 be nice to see. I think it's. Uh, oh, that the third one's Tokyo Drift. Yeah, Tokyo Drift. Okay. And it, you just from the name right there, you know what the fuck's going on here? Yeah, no, that was the. the I was really surprised that they kind of completely changed it. I, uh, yeah. I don't even remember it being called Fast and Furious. Wasn't it just originally called Tokyo Drift? And it was. To- made it well, Fast and the it was. It was Tokyo Drift with the subtitle being Fast and the Furious because there really wasn't any connection. Justin Lin. Justin Lin. There really wasn't any connection to Fast and the Furious. There is a cameo at the end, and it might even have been something they edited in at the end because there. Oh, so uh, that dude that died is not in it. No, no, he's he's oh, not no, in it's it. It's Lucas Black that's in it. Yeah. Um, How do I know that person? Yeah, it. it I don't know that. It, it completely doesn't touch on the Fast and the Furious fran- fr- franchise at all until a cameo at the very end of the film, which could have very well been shot. Going, hey, let's try to bind these guys back in together. Mm-hmm. At, you know, if, if we look historically and go back, and probably you could read some old articles, and I bet that's what we're going to find is. He took the film, wanted to do something completely different, move it away from that universe because it was about the cars, really. Yeah. Why not introduce new characters? And then at towards the end of the film, you just get this cameo from one of the the, the and they're able to redo the story. They almost re recreate the story from that point on. Oh, interesting. So yeah, I I don't think you're going to hate it. Maybe you don't love it as much as I do, but I, you, yeah. you can't hate it. And it's keep- well, I think I, I, there was a couple other movies that I watched that I think I enjoyed, but you like you wouldn't. Right. And it's kind of the same thing. It's it's what the, the style that you're into or mm-hmm. the. Uh, not even style, kind of the genres that you enjoy a little bit more than the others. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. you, you enjoy the car movies, and and I I would enjoy the car movie, like the Transporter. I love the fucking Transporter. Oh my god, it was god. kind of a car I'm, movie. I mean, Transporter. Tra- you know, Transporter is probably what got me. You know, I started out. I think a lot of kids grew up with Smokey and the Bandit. Oh and yeah, the Cannonball yeah. Run. So that Cannonball that, Run, Smokey and the Bandit. Uh, yeah, just... the General Lee. You know, the Dukes of Hazard. One mm-hmm. of my favorite television shows growing up. So I was into cars at a very young age, and then yeah. I kind of got away from it. But it wasn't until and it must have been about the time we started hanging out because I'm thinking I had moved into Bellingham and I remember watching The Transporter had come out mm-hmm. and it kind of got me back into cars again because it's just a fucking awesome car movie, The Transporter. Yeah. And then there was this young British actor um, did a, a series of commercials for BMWs that were short films and they were directed by famous directors like uh, Wong Kar Wai did one of the episodes. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah, I remember that. That, the... Uh, I remember you uh, either posted them or showing them yeah. to me. Yeah, I, you wouldn't have posted. There was no Facebook back then. But yeah, <laughs> hit the mic. Sorry, but I think that was called the client or the driver or something along those lines. The BMW commercials. Yeah. I bet you I can go on YouTube and find those. And oh, then, yeah. what was that actor's name? He's still around. Um, 
God. I'm not even going to worry about it. Who, the transporter? Yeah, not Jason the, Statham? No, not the transporter. Who is the guy who did the, the BMW commercials? The client. Um, oh. God, he's a real good actor, too. I can't remember. Same, same. I can't remember who he, it is. He hasn't been acting much lately. Hmm. But, uh, yeah. Right on, right on. But yeah, and and in relation to that is is the couple of the movies that I watch. I love uh, comedy, of course, but I also love <laughs> horror. And uh, I watched a couple of horror comedies as well. One called Burying the X. Burying the X. Yeah. Essentially, I, here's the plot: guy has a somewhat psycho ex girlfriend or girlfriend. Um, she's accidentally killed. But some twerk of fate made uh, gave them a curse, like they made a wish, uh, accidentally on this this idol uh-huh. the, in the shop that he works at, and and their love's supposed to last forever. Well, she comes back from the dead while he's trying to date another girl, <laughs> oh, and she's a zombie. So, uh, and kudos to um, is it a great movie? No, but it's a fun movie, yeah. and it's if you're not into like that kind of stuff, I think you would enjoy that movie because it's just kind of fun and silly. It, so- it sounds um, like my kind of horror film. Yeah, and. Uh, um, the the woman that plays the the psycho girlfriend mm-hmm. she is amazing i don't i don't even know who that actress is but she did such a great great job doing that cuz she was while she was alive she was like not quite psycho but was a little bit like over possessive and it, she did it she had enough nuance in right. the character and you don't really see that in a lot of uh, these kind of movies sounds like but. she's a little bit of a creeper yeah, it was just amazing, just amazing. Um, and the other one, which was a much, much better film, and this is something I, I, I would love to uh, get uh, the movie jerks' reaction to, mm-hmm. is called Wolf Cop. They might have already done Wolf Cop, but... Oh, did they do Wolf Cop? Because I think it just came out, what, like this year? I think it came out this year. No, Beginning of this year, late late last year late or something? Late last year. Um, and but, we actually follow Wolf Cop on Twitter and have since before the movie came out. Yeah, and I, it's you know it's one that I've been wanting to watch. And I just oh my god, it's it. fucking genius and bloody and gory and awesome, and it's just it's fun as hell. Um, their uh, wolf, their werewolf changing scene, the yeah. first one time he changes, it's it's brutal. It's brutal. Let me just tell you. Um, yeah. I'm not going to give anything away, but it is an incredible film as far as uh, horror comedies. Um, it's amazing. It's an amazing movie. It's probably the old boy of, of, of campy horror comedies, definitely. But it's a lot of fun. It's super Canadian. Yeah. And super, I would love to hear their uh, shtick on it, so I'll have to find that episode of theirs. Yeah. Um, I think my thing, I was just waiting for Nicole to watch it at some point, because I know sooner or later she's going to get around to watching it. I just, yeah. I, it something tells me she snuck around. It's on Netflix. It. Yeah, it's on Netflix it. yeah. now. So something tells me she probably watched it and didn't tell me about it. Yeah, she does that. Sometimes. Unfortunately, I couldn't find uh, record anywhere one and two anywhere, um, so I had to kind of download those. Record but, one and two. What are those? Uh, REC is is you know like the record button. Uh huh. Um, and it's a Spanish film, set of films. Uh, basically, it's their kind of their version of the uh, zombie apocalypse. Hmm. And uh, the first one, I'm only like halfway through it, but uh, they did an American remake of it. It was shit. So uh, um, I'm halfway through the first one. It's very kind of found footage, but I think it's going to turn that on its head in the next few films. But um, don't really like found footage, but the way they're doing this is actually not bad. It's not a lot of shaky cam type bullshit. Mm-hmm. It's, it's basically a girl who's like this night nude newscaster, and she's like uh, Madrid at night or something like that is the name of the her blog or vlog right. or whatever it's on TV. And so she goes around. She's hanging out at the uh, fire station. They get a call, so she goes with them. 
Shit ensues. Shit ensues. So um, I'm not quite through that. I did also watch uh, Barbarella Mm because I'd never actually seen Barbarella. I've now seen Jane Fonda naked, so there's that. Yeah. Um, Full blush? um, No, not quite. Yeah. No, this was 1968, so they weren't they weren't so progressive. Right. Um, Well, these sounds like the kind of films like you know one of one of the favorite things that Nicole likes to do while we're on vacation. Is uh, when we're staying in Waldport at that at the camping area there, right mm-hmm. down in the, the town of Waldport, there is an actual video store. What the hell? <laughs> I love video stores. And I miss that so you much. You can't find a video, and, and the guy who works there. I mean, you know, I don't know how he makes a living. I can't picture him renting a bunch of movies, but he's obviously maybe it's his like retirement plan. He, you know, he, yeah. he is very fucking passionate about film. So Nicole, Good. Nicole loves this story, and you can find those kind of films. Like I wouldn't be surprised to find records sitting on the shelf. Wolf Cop, I know, was sitting there in big prominently displayed. <laughs> Heck yeah, it's a great movie. And, and you, you know, I mean, he's going to have a. I don't know where he gets the movies from because, you know, I don't even know what a video store looks like anymore. Well, but, shit, you can go online and buy these things for <laughs> 20 bucks. Right. Anywhere. So, um, you know, and he's got all these import uh, films, you know, all the, all the Asian series are there. And he's got all kinds of anime to boot, and he's got VHS tapes. Holy shit. And, and, well, you know, he lives in the building, too. You can see his little apartment above. So, I mean, that's, that's the only way I can figure he makes it work. It, he's got really cheap rent, and, you know, he lives Probably. on ramen. Who knows? Maybe he's the guy that owns the building, <laughs> right? and just fucking, this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm doing. Because right? he, he loves film. I mean, that's something I think I would do if I owned a building downtown. I'd probably make it kind of a, a Alamo Drafthouse style yeah. kind of place, you know? Just serve beer and wine, have some pub food, and here's movies. Here's you know? movies. Watch these movies while you drink, you know? So Nicole absolutely loves that, and I think that's probably that's awesome. usually the highlight of our vacation is her getting to go to the video store and pick out a couple of movies. <laughs> she has more fun picking the movies and renting the movies than she does watching them, for sure. Because yeah. I know she fell asleep during this, the whatever she rented this time. Uh, what did she rent? Um, well, I fell asleep, too. But from what I understand, my son said it was a musical. Dad, it was like some kind of fuck. They kept singing songs. Dad, I think it was like they were trying to trick us into a musical about fairy tales. It had, like, Jack and the Beanstalk and Little Red Riding Hood and everybody. It was it was like the Avengers of, of uh, children's stories. Okay. Yeah. And, and it was at a musical debut. Was it Into the Woods? It was Into the Woods. Okay. okay. No, I enjoyed that movie. Yeah. And, and it's a lot of people didn't, but I, I did. Yeah. I, I love musicals as well. I, so. I think we were just tuckered out. I, you know, I, yeah. I, it, it was capturing my attention. It was just by the end of a day of camping, I was tuckered out. So what'd you think? Logyard IPA. Wow. Yeah, that's a four. At least. I, Four and a half, maybe. You know, I mean, they don't claim it's anything special, but to me, I really enjoy the balance. Like, there's not... It's real different. Like, a lot of a lot of IPAs, right, they grab your attention with a lot of citrus hops, mm-hmm. uh, citron hops, and all the really good citrus-flavored yeah. hops. That's how they grab you their attention. Mm-hmm. This one grabs your attention by just being well-balanced. Like, you know, I, I'm not sure exactly what they're using in there, but it, it just comes off as being something that somebody took a lot of time to develop the flavor in and find out where the perfect balance of sweetness and bitter was without yeah. going full bore in any one direction. It is quite delicious, yes. Um, and I'm usually not that fond of the citrus, citrus yeah. kind of style IPAs, but mm. this one's really, really good. Yeah, and I think, I, think it, it, I think it's delicious. I think between this and the uh, sweet ass from uh, Good, good Life. Life Brewing... Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Two of two of the beers I've been enjoying a lot. You know, anytime yeah. I get the chance to have a sweet ass, I will have a sweet ass. And I ordered. <laughs> you do have a sweet ass. I do have a sweet ass. So I walked up to the bartender at at uh, Good Life Brewing, and I said, "I'll have a sweet ass." And he goes, "You do." Nice. Would you like me to pour you one? I said, yes. <laughs> <laughs> of course. I'm sure he says that about 15 times a day. Uh, uh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> what I would have probably said is, turn around. Turn around. <laughs> Let me see. Let me see. Well, I'll be the judge of that. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, that was the other part of our trip. You know, after we got done camping on the coast, and, we, you know, I got the board, a uh, skim board for my son. So we went out to the beach and we did a lot of skim boarding. He was actually getting the hang of that and was doing pretty good on it. Mm-hmm. And we went and did the sandboarding thing, and then we rented the paddle board at paddle paddle board paddle boat <clears throat> at the uh, Honey Honeyman State Park uh, out of side of Florence, Oregon. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit further south than we stay. You got to drive about an hour, yeah, about an hour. And uh, that's where the Millers tend to stay. Like they're camping currently. He is on site at uh, Honeyman State Park oh, camping. Yeah. That's usually where they go when they go down. So. They've got this big outdoorsy. They're back far enough away from the beach that you're. They've got a really big crystal blue lake. Nice. And they've got the best place to sandboard on the coast. Nice. Real tall hill, and uh, you can do the paddle board, the mountains, woods, everything. And if you want to go to the ocean, you can drive the three miles to it. But I think so. Everybody has so much fun; they don't worry about it. Yeah, <laughs> at the lake, of course. Yeah, yeah. you can need swimming in fresh water is always better. Yeah, uh, swimming in fresh water is is a lot of fun. So we did a lot of swimming there. We did the paddle boarding. It was real fun to throw the kids on there because they did not want to go. Neither one of my kids know how to swim. They don't even know how to take a bath for crying out loud. <laughs> wow. They, you know, they don't like the idea of anywhere where they could put their head underneath water. Oh, really? Yeah. So really? Uh, we we just uh, um, along the same lines, um, we purposely put uh, my daughter into swimming lessons. Mm-hmm. We did it here, um, and it was seventy dollars, and it was shit lessons. Yeah, and it was like once every week, once a week. We, she went. See, we sent her to Idaho. Uh huh. And it was thirty five dollars, and it was four days a week. Nice. And uh, by the by the time she came back from Idaho, she was going underwater and 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 at least kind of starting the dog paddle thing. Uh-huh. And and she's she's become much more comfortable underwater. And I really am curious when they finally get to Tuxpan and she's able to play in the pool. How she's, that how that she's going to have a lot, especially if there's like there's going to be kids down there her age. They're going to oh, be absolutely. playing in the water. She's going to be able to join yeah. them, and they're going to have a really good time. Uh, we we did the swim lessons thing. I think Liliana went four times and just, just never got over her fear. The, the swim water. lessons, if it was at the Y, they suck. Yeah. They're just terrible lessons. Yeah. They are not comprehensive. They're just these teenagers who go there and obviously are either volunteering or just getting Maybe, paid pittance. Yeah, and uh, it's just not. Yeah. So not. Uh, well, you know, so we're out at the water again recently, and she actually brought that up. She goes, ah, "I'm a little jealous that I can't swim." So. You know, maybe I said, you know, you could, you know, you're not too old to take swim lessons. You could do it. Mm-hmm. I know you're not the average age, but you know, there's no reason why you couldn't take a swim lesson if you wanted to. So we'll we'll see if she's still interested, and we'll see if we can get her. Because we went out on the paddle boat, and the two kids were just did not want to go. I think they just didn't want to cause a scene in public. But neither one of them were happy when we threw them on the paddle boat. Mom and dad are paddling you around the lake, <laughs> and you know, we're splashing them with water, and they freak out a little bit. And Oliver ended up getting used to it a little bit. And I go, okay, Oliver, you, I want you to walk from the back of the paddle boat and change seats with your mom 
And he just, he freaked out. No, I don't want to do it. And then finally I talked him into doing it. Him and his mom changed and the boat's rocking around. <laughs> and I got him out there paddling with me and he had a really good time. So, you know, it's just a matter of exposing them to it, I think, at this point. Yeah, and it's, it's something they need to they need to do. Yeah, you yeah. know, when I grew up in Seattle, we were close to Lake Washington. My dad took us. In the summertime, we'd go four out of, four nights a week at least. Yeah. So we did a lot. Oh, yeah. Of when I was a kid, yeah, Clear Lake in Skagit. Yeah. Clear Lake was the place we went, and, and yeah, it would be basically the parents would just drop us off, yeah. give us enough money for an ice cream, and say, go play all day. Yeah, I bet. Here in Blaine, there's not a lot of opportunity for swimming. You know, I mean, nobody yeah. wants to swim in that mud pond out there to call the <laughs> Puget Sound. No, no. It's not it's, ideal for swimming, grody. and, you know, the lakes are, you know, an hour drive away, so, you know, well, they just don't get a lot of exposure to it, you yeah. know. Yeah, you know. yeah it, it all depends on we'll where see. you kind of grow up and do things, man. It's just how it is. But I was I was really glad that she, that Nikita got the uh, the training she did before she went back down there. Yeah. She really does enjoy the water. She enjoys the pool, and she was so afraid to put her head underwater, and we couldn't get her to do it, so... Uh, obviously, a, 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 a strange teenager can get her to do it. So <laughs> sometimes they got to have somebody they they look up to, right? Like somebody they admire. Not, yeah, not their parents. Of, instead of somebody they spite, right? <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, no. It, it, I think she's going to have fun this time, and I, I look forward to going down there and watching her play. Yeah. So you're going to be heading down there in a couple of weeks. Yes, yes. We'll be heading to Mexico, and I'll have a real taco. A real taco. Oh, these tacos are pretty delicious for They're not being real. Damn good. Mi rancho. Mi, mi, what is it? My rancho. My rancho. Uh, she said she said mi rancho. But, uh, oh, well, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? So, so log yard IPA at four. Absolutely. Four, four and a half, at least. I yeah. mean, it's really good. Should we try another citrus IPA? Uh, let's, let's, I'm fine. Let's have another one. I th- let's have another one. Another what? Another beer. Oh yeah, okay. I'm not even particular. <laughs> you you pour me a beer, sir. I will drink it. Um, so yeah, after we got done on the coast there, and we stayed on the coast for five days, which is a day longer than we normally stay. Um, we headed over to Bend, Oregon, which we you know we all know is the absolutely. Uh, I've been curious to hear about this tap trail. This well, yeah, that's exactly. We got there and. Uh, First thing I found out was they had a tap trail themselves. I, you know, I didn't know they had a tap trail before we went over. And, I, I you know, that's within minutes of, of uh, landing there. And I go, ooh, can I do this? My, boy, my, my, boys aren't, my boys aren't here, and I've got a family, and I've got kids. And, well, it turns out that, yeah, I, I could do that. That's uh, awesome. You know, I'm glad she let you do that. That's cool. You know, uh, Nicole pitched in a good deal, and... You know, as far as, you know, being patient enough to let me do all the traveling uh, that it required to get to my 10 stops, their tap trail is actually 16 like ours. Mm-hmm. However, the, the difference in their tap trail is they'll give you the cup for 10, 10, 10 stops. Were they all pubs, brew pubs? That was the other big difference. They were all breweries. Uh-huh. So, you know, I, I, I wanted to shit on them a little bit. And I go, well, we got 16 here in Bellingham, so F you all. You know, maybe we're the new beer capital. Maybe we're the up-and-comers. Mm-hmm. We've got 16 stops. you got 16 stops. But their 16 stops are all breweries. Our 16 stops are not all breweries. No, they're not. But you know what they are? They're places that don't have PBR. And there are places that don't have Bud Light. There are places that don't have these things. So, yes, we're still the snobbiest fucking beer place ever. This is true. This is fucking amazing. This is better than the other one. Uh, that is better than the other one. 
Oh, wow. Oh, wow. That back end. A little end, peppery. That back end. Mm. You get that fruit on the back end. It's almost mm-hmm. like a lemon or something. Just it, Well, I think that's the black lemon. Oh, is there black? Uh, it's brewed with black lemon, orange, and lemon peel. Fuck. So, wow. Good way to go, Black Raven. We have to get down there to Redmond, Washington. Yeah. I love your labels, by the way. Mm-hmm. That's, those are just beautiful. Um, I, You know, I'm sitting here thinking about how wonderful a beer that is. <laughs> it's easy to do. Oh, boy. Right. Wow. Yeah, way to go, guys. My taste buds are Sorry. just kind of a little bit in shock. It's, I'm, my, my mind is like processing the, the, this beer. Um, yeah, that's that's easily a four, four and a half. Um, and and it's you know one of the one of the sad things about doing the tap trail. And I tweeted this. I, I tweeted this as I'm stopping at Good Life and I'm looking at their tap list and they've got all these great beers and they're all you know high ABV for the most part. And I see yeah. the sweet ass there. I'm going to have the sweet ass because I got to make it to all these places. I was like, oh, I really want to try some of these other beers you guys are doing that you're not bottling and sending yeah. out. It was, it was really disappointing. I, w- I was kind of disappointed you didn't bring any anything back with you, but yeah. you know. Well, I knew that the, the I knew that a the road home was going to be long. It was going to take a couple of days. The beer obviously wasn't going to hold up. But beyond that, to get in and out of Bend, you have to go through mountain passes. And, and the one thing that I had found going through the mountain pass, and uh, I, we touched base on this a little bit earlier, mm-hmm. was as I'm going through and my vaporizer starts leaking as we get to a high point. I'm looking at, why is this leaking? And then, <laughs> the pressure people. Yeah, you know, you pop your, your, the bottle of water you're carrying in, the, the, you know, rather than just opening and then you put it to your mouth, you pop it and the water sprays out. <laughs> like oh elevation change Di- yep. different difference in atmospheric pressure so i was like well i don't know if i can even take a bottle I, you know i don't know what's going to happen to that bottle and i'm kind of glad i didn't because as i was unpacking the car last night and all this stuff that we hadn't taken out of the car from our camping gear because we we hoteled it in bend yeah. so all the camping gear stayed shoved into the back of that trunk so I open it up, and what what are these smells that are coming out? I oh, the peanut butter exploded. Oh, uh, look at this kombucha. Peanut butter. Oh, <laughs> and you know, luck, luckily for me, I I kind of bag all the liquids up just in case they leak a little bit or something. Yeah. So they were in the bags, but you know, they exploded inside the bags, and you know, I'm just like smelling vinegar. I'm like. I didn't take any vinegar on vacation. Did we get some fruit back here that kind of turned on me? Uh, no, exploded kombucha. <laughs> That's oh oh yeah because that stuff is like it's like living isn't it yeah it's, like yeah, a, it's, it's got bioorganisms in it yeah it's alive. so it, they're rotting away and you're oh yeah. oh in your car yeah. that's not going to go away for anytime soon especially with this heat yeah no uh, and you know I got to get rid of a car now so it might become somebody else's smell I don't know it, it really <laughs> actually isn't that bad but <laughs> that's oh. I don't know what's going to take to clean clean it out of there. Ooh, especially peanut. Well, peanut wouldn't be so bad. The peanut butter oil wouldn't be so bad. But. No, you could make some French fries. <laughs> nice, very nice. So, it's, well, it's nice to be home though. But man, is it hot over here? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it was hot while we were traveling. But when you're in Bend, you know, it's a dry heat. But while you guys were gone, it wasn't that hot. Really? It's yeah. just, we carried the sun back with us. Apparently, apparently, yeah. So, yeah. There's Jeff Miller right now as we speak. Asking, he, he, what's he asking you now? He's asking us where he needs to stay. Maybe he's getting bored of Honeyman Park. He's like, "Where'd you guys stay?" <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm very curious about you guys' obsession with the Oregon. I mean, I understand the Oregon coast is gorgeous, but 
But uh, we, I don't. You don't get all it? Of you, the Andersons, the Millers. You all head kind of the same place around the same time. You never really jive with uh, each other right. that much. I don't. Um, first of all, why don't you jive? You know, why don't you all kind of get together and, and kind of say, hey, we can overlap here and here and, and kind of hang out for a second. You know, why, why don't we do that? You know, I think it's so hard to coordinate with anybody, as, as you know, I, I can tell, you know, especially with Rick Anderson, coordination is a little challenging. So Yeah, well, he doesn't answer anything ever, so... Commitment wise, but you know what? He's able to put at least one diatribe a day right. on friend face. He, you know, he's a, he's he's a really big, passionate lover. He loves a lot of things. It's just committing. You just can't get him to commit to much. <laughs> <laughs> he like he likes slanging it around. I guess you know. I don't know. You can't don't tie know. him down. You start asking on like Monday or Tuesday, and then nothing, nothing, nothing. Like, oh wait, I can't do it. Right. So, so maybe he's like me. You just can't say no to your wife. I understand. <laughs> yeah. I don't have a problem telling my wife no, but that's that's me. She don't have a problem telling me no. I'm not gonna have a problem telling her no. There you go. There you go. So yeah, I don't know why we don't jive. I mean, I always throw it down like you know Jeff's down there the week after we left, and I beforehand I go we're going now, and he's oh sorry you know he already already made plans so you know he, you know he works with a bunch of people he can't just take off whenever he wants so. And with well, nobody really can. Yeah, but. so you know, it actually, you know, we ran into Rick accidentally down there once, and that was a lot of fun. But yeah, it was, for some reason, you know, getting everybody together, I, I think we, you know, it'd be fun to have everybody come down to like one of the campgrounds and just you know hang out for a get a couple. nice big Airbnb together, man. You <laughs> can get some nice fucking houses right on the ocean. Well, you know that, and that's what Nicole and I were talking about. And every time we've gone, we go, well, why doesn't anybody come with us and we just get a house on the beach instead of this fucking cabin shit? I go, yeah, if we could get somebody to coordinate and we could yeah. all go down. And why not? Because there's like, like a nice little community like right down at the bottom of that hill with all those houses. Nice big houses. Just, you know, mm-hmm. they're, they're too big for the four of us. Yeah. So if we get more people, it'd be fantastic to do something there like you that. Yeah, I think I think you should do it. And and my, my second question is why nowhere else? You just keep going to Oregon over and over well, and over again. It's it's driving distance and it's fucking amazing there, Jeff. I mean, it is no, don't get me wrong. Yeah. I used to live there. It, yeah. it is amazing. You've got these sandy beaches, this this blue ocean. Ocean like we don't have here, right? I mean, and if you haven't done a lot we of We have tra- green ocean here, which yeah. means fucking cold. Yeah. If, if you haven't been to a lot of places, you know, the Puget Sound is, it, you know, I never even realized it until the, the few years back when we did go to the Oregon coast, how different going to a coastal ocean was as opposed to what the Puget Sound is. The Puget Sound, you step out there, and I always thought that was the ocean. I go, oh, yeah, I'm going out to the ocean. That's not the ocean. <laughs> yes and no. Yes, it is the ocean. But it's it's... It's farther north, and it's uh, it's it's protected. It's, you look, you look out. We don't have beaches, man. We don't have beaches, and in, in, it's we, all rocks. It's There's just no sand. Rocks. Yeah, it's we've got the Nordic fucking beaches. Is that when the waves come crashing in? They're these little tiny piddlets things. They're not real waves. Yeah. When you go out and you look, right? oh yeah, you have to get head to the ocean. Ocean, yeah. There's and too you, much shit blocking that. You look, and every time you look across our ocean, there's always something else. Mm-hmm. When you go down to the real ocean, the Oregon coast, yeah. you look out and there's fucking nothing. Mm-hmm. You look and there's you can see the horizon, and there between you and the horizon, there might be a fish boat, a fishing boat, and a surfer. But beyond that, there's no landmass, 
And there's these huge waves that come crashing in. You know, we went, Nicole and I went swimming out in the ocean. We couldn't talk the kids into doing it. So we go out there and we're bobbing up and down in the waves and they're crashing nice. on you. Know, it's, God, it's just such it's an nice, amazing feeling. It's sand for miles and miles and yeah. miles. And it's real sand. It's not none of this rocky stuff we got up here. Yeah, no. Mind you, the rocks are real cool for, you know, looking at crabs and sea urchins and those kind of things. But, man, it's not the beach. No, it's you, not. You get no, to the beach, you got to go to the Oregon coast. No, no, when you go to Mexico and you hit the beach. It's probably something entirely different. It's probably, a, it's probably it's next a level. Bit, it's, it is next level. It's you a little probably, bit next You probably level, couldn't so. get me to go home after that. <laughs> it's, it's pretty awesome. Great food, good drink. Mm. And uh, amazing beaches. Yeah, so. you, you know, I mean, if, beyond the amazing beaches, the other aspect I like of it is it's very much like home, right? Like, you can you can look, and within miles there are mountains. You know, maybe not mountains as big as we've got here, but you know, you look and there's woods, there's mountains, there's hills, there's trails, there's hiking. Mm-hmm. Immediately, immediately, it's not like here. You know, you could go to Birch Bay and you'd have to drive all the way out to your place before you get to mountain area. Mm-hmm. Yeah. On the Oregon coast, you could be on the beach and turn around and go, huh, mountainous area, hiking, hills, woods, right it's there. It's like that here. It's just, it's all been developed. It's all been developed. Maybe that's what it is. I don't, you know, I don't know, but it feels very kind of homey. At the same time, it's exotic with these beaches, but at the same time, it feels very homey with all the trees around. Well, I, I think, I, and now, I mean, you have all the breweries. So there's And that. now you have all the breweries. And that's, you know, we went to Bend and I went on the tap trail. And uh, we made a lot of stops. Uh, you know, I went to... Uh, did you do all 16 or just the 10 that you needed? I, ju- I just did the 10 that I needed. And uh, the one big th- disappointment I had was I got to Boneyard Brewing, which, you know, they're pretty big around here. They, they deliver a lot of taps up here in, in, in Bellingham. It's not difficult to go out and get some Boneyard. It's pretty good. We show up at 8 o'clock and we're driving in and the sign says, I'm sorry, we close at 5. I don't know why you close at 5. 5? Why? I, I don't get it. But, the, you know, again, they're... W- I hit the mic again. Sorry, Rick. <laughs> again, they're one of these places uh, that is mostly a brewery. I mean, you know, they they, they, oh, they don't okay. look like they have any seating hardly. It's probably a couple yeah. benches. You sit and have a beer. Mm-hmm. So their clothes have gone home. You know, the guy who's cleaning up is looking That's at That's how Dead Frog is. Yeah. Dead Frog's much like that. Yeah, and, uh, you know, it just meant I had to pick up a beer someplace else. Not that, really not that challenging. Well, when you have 16 to choose from, you only need 10. Right. Your odds are pretty good. Um, so we went and, you know, we did the Deschutes again, and I had the pretzel. I wonder if they changed the pretzel recipe because it looks like a little more whole grain, like the the bread is a little bit browner. Uh, I, I bet they just use some of their different spent grain mm-hmm. from a different beer. Yeah, it could be. Terrific pretzel, great food, awesome, yeah. awesome beer. Um, I had a cask age. Uh, what's their summer release? Twilight. I had a cask age Twilight. Ooh, God, that would be good. It was. That's it, that summer ale. Yeah, that come out. With yeah, it. no, it was. It was rather delicious. Um, we went there. I, I went to the brewery to go do the tour again. And uh, unfortunately, I couldn't get the whole family in. Uh, you know, you need to make reservations usually when you show up. The, well, apparently nowadays you need to make reservations. They have a system set up online now to make a reservation to get your brewery tour because they were getting that big and popular. Uh, you walk in there, the bar is completely packed. Mm-hmm. Well, like they're, they're, even their Portland satellite place, I mean, it's... Constantly packed. Yeah. We went there for br- breakfast. Essentially, we were there like when they opened at like eleven or something mm-hmm. like that, and people were already flooding in. Right. So, uh, even their little tap room brewery tour was pa- jam packed. You know, it's hard mm-hmm. to take a look at even the merch because there's just so many people in there just trying to get a beer. 
And uh, so Oliver and I were able to do the tour. We weren't, wasn't able to take the whole family on it. And luckily, my wife and daughter were kind enough to go, yeah, you go, guys, go ahead and do the tour. We'll sit here and wait and have a, have a drink or whatever while you guys are on it. So we did the tour, and, you know, the tour was nice. <laughs> Their break room is fantastic. They've, got, they've now got a, a guy cooking them meals there. So they've got, like, a chef nice. on staff making people sandwiches and shit. And, you know, they still get their end-of-the-work beer. They've got this tap room now, their own personal tap room for their, their after-work beer. <laughs> the hop no. cooler's there. You we st- all want to work there. Yeah, you put your nose in the hot. And there's so many more people working there now. Uh, you know, it's, it was busy. There's people all over Didn't the place. Didn't you put an app in there? I did put an app in there, and I was really disappointed that I, nothing ever happened to that app. I might try again. I, you know... If they need an IT guy, I think you should try again. I, I don't know why. I, I need mean, an excuse to go to bed. Right. <laughs> I checked every box, you know, what they were looking for. That's me, exactly. Um, maybe I'm too much of a fan. Who knows? I, I sent them a love letter along with my application. <laughs> <laughs> you probably weren't the only one. So, um, But, you know, it's it, but finding a job is like anything else. It's in who you know. So you're right. They probably hired somebody local. That, yeah, they that, said somebody they had not, you know, probably they somebody on staff probably already knew, I'm sure. And right. so, oh, well, what it is what it is. So they've added a whole bunch of new towers and fermentation tanks. And you probably, if you're on our Instagram, you've probably seen the videos I shot of the bottling line. Now, the bottling Absolutely. line is about four times bigger than the last time we were over there. Because they're bottling an amazing amount of beer now. Holy smokes. I saw that. that. Yeah, it was that operation. Time. Yeah, that operation has grown by leaps and bounds. Mm-hmm. And... The the one the one thing that I thought was interesting after the end of the tour and you let back out into the tasting room again and I realized I'm tasting beer with kind of noobs and it's not not to be derogatory towards them or anything but there was a lot of new people there which made me think well this craft beer thing is kind of starting to explode and it's trying you mm-hmm. know its tentacles are reaching beyond the typical craft brew crowd well especially now that it's I, I, I've seen it on the news I've seen it in uh, the only reason I've seen the news is because at work mm-hmm. uh, the people that I work with put stuff on the TV in the break room yeah. and and a lot of times it's like whether it's Fox News whether it's uh, Good Morning America whether it's you know whatever it is whatever channel it's on I've seen beer news on all of them and yeah. one of and this was just recently like a couple of weeks ago they were they were documenting like craft beer and how much craft beer is now like 30% of the market mm-hmm. which could you imagine Budweiser now taking 30% Right off the top, no one's drinking their shit. Right, man, that's that's a big cut, it, and it's hurting them. That's and like the uh, the the uh, uh, Apple phone. Yeah, the iPhone. It went down ninety yeah. percent in sales. Yeah. So no one's fucking buying it anymore because it's shit. Oh, apparently. Uh, but uh, I don't know if it's actually shit. I've not heard anything good about it. Uh, and oh, you mean the iWatch? Is that the what iWatch? Yeah. yeah. And it, they, their sales went down ninety percent. Yeah, like, well, I mean, it, it, but that 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 kind of points back to exactly what uh, what happened to the watch industry when the iPhone came out, right? The, both the camera industry and the watch industry vanished, and mm-hmm. that's kind of what's happened in the Budweiser's market right now. So, exactly. Uh, it, very rapidly, you know, we've got. You know, I mean, there's a reason InBev is actually going around buying these places because they want they want to be relevant. Yeah, they exactly. want they want I to mean, still be relevant because the the big company they bought is no longer relevant. I mean, it's still relevant, I'm sure, in much of the country, but but <clears throat> yeah, we're there. We've taken we've like I'm part of the fucking craft brew industry. You're part of the problem, buddy. I'm, I, <laughs> I have a problem, <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> 
But uh, they, you know, right off the top, took 30% for this this last year. That's monstrous because, you know, craft brewing used to be like half a percent, and then it was like 1%, and then 2%, now to be up to 30%. Mm-hmm. That's a big chunk of profit it's to have everywhere. vanish. Mm-hmm. And all it is is we're demanding good beer. Yeah, really. That's all we're doing is is, is wanting something with substance and flavor and passion behind it, right. you know? And to not have that, this is it's flat, boring. And right. Well, in the other aspect of this tour of going on to the shoots tour, one thing that they point out is back in 1988 when they first came out, they had they started with three beers, a couple of uh, of ales, and then Black Butte Porter, mm-hmm. and everybody thought they were fucking bananas for uh, releasing Black. Was it Black? Yeah, Black Butte. Black Butte. Black Butte's been around forever. Yeah. Everybody thought they were bananas because who drinks a porter? Nobody was drinking a porter back in those days. Well, no, we're I was. Re- we were, you know, they wanted to be an English style. They kind of bannered themselves after the English style beers, and they wanted to have a porter. Absolutely. So they released Black Butte Porter, and uh, you know it's a fantastic beer. But the Black Butte Porter has become kind of their moniker, their icon, their their biggest beer in their franchise. So here I am sitting, looking at all these beer noobs, and I go, "Well, how do they reinvent themselves? How do you go from Black Butte Porter?" And then I thought they've already kind of done that. They've already, mm-hmm. you know, they've already, you know, done a couple of beers that are they're trying to push as to being their their new moniker. You know, they've got like Fresh Squeezed, you know. Fresh mm-hmm. squeeze. How much you know? Fresh squeeze is such a Deschutes beer, and and you yeah. know when you're drinking a fresh squeezed, it's got the essence of the Deschutes brewery in it. So I think I think they've actually done a good job of not only leaving the Black Butte Porter in 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 intact, but also in creating new beers that you mm-hmm. know we can continue to drink and they can continue to reinvent themselves yeah. and can continue to be relevant. Yeah, well, Black Butte Porter in the '90s was one of the things that I went to. Right, it was Black Butte Porter. Moose Drool and Kilt Lifter. Those are the three bears that I constantly went for. Uh, and one's a porter, one's a red, and then one's like an ale. Yeah. Or no, one's a scotch. And scotch one's, ale, yeah. one's, one's an ale. Uh, Moose Drool, I think, is just an ale, if I remember correctly. Um, it's way, way too sweet now. I'm, but those were my go-to bears back in the day, you know. And it, it's so funny how many beers they have now. Mm-hmm. I and mean, just look at Big Bot. We just no, that wasn't them. That's Nikasi. Oh no, I had uh, Zarabanda. Yeah. Yesterday or the other day, and and amazing. It's it, it, a lot like this one. Um, this this citrus hot. This citrus IPA from uh, 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 Black it? Raven Tweaker. Uh, Black Raven. Uh, so many levels of flavor in this. I mean, amazing. It's, it's palate blowing. Um, yeah, absolutely. And just Zarabanda was the same. And, and to just sit down and, and just drink it, and especially with the weather we're having right now, these are the kind of beers you want. Right. It's, it's something not overly citrusy like a, a Rattler or, or something like that mm-hmm. or a Shandy, mm-hmm. but something like this that it's is refreshing. Is, it's refreshing, crisp. but it's a beer, and it, it, it has all the, the needs and wants that you have. Mm-hmm. And holy mackerel, it just blows your mind the 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 flavor they're able to put into a, a simple liquid that people tend to use as you know medication, like I do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so and and you know going so you know it's really to me I was a little astounded and and one of the other things uh, along the tap trail that I was thinking about when that came to mind and I'm thinking how well how did they stay relevant you know. 28 years later. It's with what? the flavorful stuff, man. 
it's by staying on point, staying on game. Nobody's bought them yet. And God, I really. I, I'm sorry, but I think I think I really think they've always been kind of ahead of the game. Yeah. I mean, look at what they did. They came out with a porter back in the '90s, right, or '80s. Uh huh. And of course, they grew from there. We didn't get them up here until the '90s. Right. And and you know what? They keep coming out. Whether it's the CDA, yeah. which they need to do again, please. Oh, I Deschutes, had a, please. Lengthy, a lengthy discussion with them, and he's like, "Oh yeah, I really like this." <sighs> God. I was like, dude, that's like one of the best beers you're making. It's one of the most perfect beers ever made. Right. Um, but uh, no, and with the CDA and then all these little these little IPAs that they're playing with the flavor right. and, and, and they're keeping themselves relevant by continuing to do all of these things and, and come out with new flavors and come out with new ideas mm-hmm. of way to, ways to do these things. And, and that's how you do that. And that's what all these microbrews do. They must have a... a Brilliant team of management there to to stay on top of the ball and ahead of the puck the way they're doing. I yes and no. I mean, I think it, when you have a group of people like that, that really love what they do. I mm-hmm. mean, it's going to be easy. Just going to be easy. It's going to come natural. I I don't know if I would ever get sick if I owned that brewery. I would just never get sick of going there and going. Yeah, let's do this. Let's do that. Oh, let's try this. Yeah. You know, it's amazing, and it's it's something I'd have to give to uh, Nevada. Um, Sierra Nevada, Sierra Nevada yeah. they they're a brewery that does that. They're con- I mean, they're constantly experimenting too. Is that's one mm-hmm. of the other breweries that, although they're big, they release new shit all the time. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It doesn't and always hit the mark, but you know they're continually playing. Mm-hmm. Well, that's why I always try anything from them. Mm-hmm. I mean, absolutely, I will. It's not like Alaskan where ugh, they just kind of follow behind the trend, right? So. so, yeah, I mean, and they're really brilliant. So the, one of the other stops I really wanted to try along the t- t- Tap Trail, and it had yeah. not opened the last time we were there, and I think it was four, maybe five years ago, the last time we were there when we made our quick stop into the, the Deschutes Brewery, was Crocs. And now everybody who listens to the podcast will know how much I've enjoyed the crutch, the Crux I saw. Well, it was mm-hmm. one of, it was, you know, not the original head brewer from Deschutes, but it was the guy who kind of took over and, and had when they hit the big big time he came on board and really shaped the the beers for a lot of years mm-hmm. and then as four or five years ago it's probably four uh last time i visited ben he had just left to shoots and was opening up crux i was a month early to get there for crux opening oh, and in the last year they've started shipping out the crux we can get a couple yeah. of the different crux in fact, bottles. greens corner market you can get three different bottles of crux so i got to go to the brewery uh, and the brew it was Beautiful. I don't know if I posted pictures on Instagram. If I, I don't think you did. If I didn't, I will. I, I, Please. One of the one of the things while there, as I was trying to enjoy the beer and, and again be part of life rather than documenting life. So I, I got a few pictures, but I tried not. I tried not to over document it. And their brewery is while it's in town, it's way kind of out of the way. It's like up in the industrial neighborhood. Mm-hmm. You have to go under the highway to get there. But, man, is it in the perfect spot. They've got these garage doors along one side of the brewery, and they have uh, their happy hour is during sunset. They open up all the garage doors, and they've got the perfect view of the fucking sun going down. I don't know, I don't wow. know how, how this guy, you know, he's a mastermind to find this perfect little location <laughs> next to the highway. I think that was just happenstance, but... You can watch the sun going down. They've got a huge field out back. They've got food carts. They've got their own little brewery. But they've got all of these masterful brews. Each and every one of them is something special. Yeah. 
And, uh, you know, I, I, that, that was the one stop where I said, okay, I, it was the last stop, and I purposely made it the last stop because it was like, baby, I'm, I'm sorry. We're going to stop at Crux, and I'm going to drink, be drinking a lot of beer. You know, I might be able to drive us back. It's close enough to the hotel. You can drive us back, and I'll direct you. But we're going to have a very long stop at this one because I'm going to try a lot of different shit. I wasn't. So I got a flight of beers, and they were all amazing. And I made notes about every beer I had. The one that jumps out of mind, they've got uh, their Imperial IPA is called Double Cross. They had done a mm-hmm. one-off beer uh, that was a raspberry Double Cross. It, it was aged aged in uh, Pinot barrels. Ooh. Oh, my God. It's... I wish I had. I wish I had it always. <laughs> Not only do I wish I had one now, I wish I had it always. It was a fantastic beer, and the food there was terrific. You know, and you know, one of the things about Crux is it's called Crux Fermentation Project. So they do open fermentation there. There, you know, when we was at Deschutes, they made a lot of talk about how all the tanks are sealed, so the flavors are consistent. And everything yeah. always tastes the same. And we make Absolutely. sure we've got these tasting booths. So we make sure the beer tastes as close as possible every time we make it. Crux, yeah. it's open fermentation. He wants the yeast to come in from Mother Nature to come in and flavor all of these beers. It's never going to taste the same. It's not always going to be the same. But it's an hmm. open fermentation project. So everything wow. there is about fermentation and natural yeasts occurring. Hmm. And, you know, he's got these big copper you know he's got the copper uh, distilleries you mm-hmm. know rather than these sanitized steel things um so yeah, it's a, copper instead of stainless it, it was completely different experience and the beer there was fantastic i bet um we talked we talked about this before the the podcast even started but the one revelation was the the good life brewing like we've liked descender and uh, mm-hmm. you know i've been drinking sweet ass all summer long yeah it's good stuff and uh, so I thought, well, I'll stop in at, at, at Good Life. You know, they're always real good about retweeting anything I tweet and favoriting me and talking back and forth. So I'm going to stop in at Good Life, you know. I mean, I, I wasn't expecting much. I'm telling you, man, the place was every bit as good as Wander. I mean, it was it had the same heart, soul, and essence of, hey, this is a place for locals. Come in. Yeah. Sit. Enjoy. There wasn't a lot of out-of-towners there. There's a lot of locals just sitting and having a beer and a good time. They had this huge, like probably like a one acre grass field outside Bocce Ball. How fucking Picnic big is t- Bend? I, don't, I haven't been there in years. How big is it? It's it's got to be the size of Bellingham. Really? Well, wow. with, 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 it's it's probably the size of Bellingham without like all of Bellingham's little uh, little communities like Fairhaven. So cut cut all the chuff away mm. and look at just Bellingham. It's got to be just that size. Yeah. And uh, it's. <laughs> I, I, w- I would move there if I could. I you know it's really it's service interest service industry oriented because it's it's a lot of travelers it's a lot of out of towners. So if you're in the service industry, it's probably amazingly easy to get a job there. But I think you know as far as production, I don't know what they're producing. I you know I don't know that there'd be too many <laughs> spots for me a guy like me. But uh, if I can find a spot there, either you know what the- everybody needs it. If I could find a spot there with the city or somebody else, man, I'd I'd be there quick. I, I really, you know, they had water all over the place. Sure, it wasn't ocean water, but you're a few miles away from hitting the Oregon coast. You know, you could, you could drive down to the Oregon coast on a weekend, or you've got the rivers and the lakes there. Man, it was a really no. They have wonderful rivers and and it, some of the lakes there are beautiful. It was clean. It was beautiful. It was precious. Now you've been to Oregon many many times. Have you ever guys ever stopped at Greater Lake? 
No, we haven't stopped to create a lake. I almost <laughs> you got to do that. It's a cool place. I almost thought about doing it this time, and I was like, well, if we get to Bandon, we're bored, and we got nothing to do, we'll just go make a day trip out of Crater Lake. We didn't get bored. We've never. Apparently, they have a distillery somewhere over there. So. Yeah, Crater Lake. Yeah, I've seen that. So, yeah, so. I wouldn't mind getting over there. I, I, I think the next time we go on vacation next year, we would probably uh, yeah, hit Crater Lake. It's 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 an experience. It's one of those things that I think I think everybody will enjoy a little bit. And I think we'll do a little less coast last time. Like we'll change the balance a little bit. Like a little less coast and maybe a little more bend <laughs> everybody ended up Uh-oh, having daddy's a, in charge yeah everybody had like a really good time in bend you know we enjoyed it the kids really even the kids huh? the kids had a good time you know they found like that anime store the comic book store there there was like a lot of shops downtown and that you know it was, it was like a little bit of a hipster vibe downtown just like bellingham has what? and it could, <laughs> could be my kids have a little bit of a hipster vibe in them i didn't know but they kept taking me to hipster joints with hipster people and i was like oh you guys wanted to go here huh and I'd look around, and there'd be hipsters everywhere. And I'd go, hmm, maybe my kids are hipsters. And I'd, maybe that's maybe. Oh, that's- you've got an in, 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 inner hipster, sir. Yeah, maybe. You do. You well, do. I, you know, it's either that or maybe it's their other father, you know, their dad number two's hipster. You know, we all know Eli, who they call dad number two, is <laughs> <laughs> quite a bit of a hipster himself. So I'll blame it on him for now. I don't know. He's... Well, I, I I don't think he is a much as much of a hipster as you believe him to yeah, be. But maybe not. That's um, my view of hipster is more along the lines of like Caleb yeah. is more of like the along the lines of hipster. When I think of hipster, like the the way he dresses, the way he is, the way he acts, and the way that he likes and everything. Well, Eli is not like that. He he just puts on whatever he finds on the floor. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm really surprised we haven't seen him in his wife's clothes at this point. But uh, <laughs> that's, coming, that's coming next. I, I I have no doubt. But uh, um, you know, he's just he is what he is. So I mean, he's he's unique in his own way. So well, we all love Eli being unique in his own way, and. Uh... You know, I think we're hitting the hour and 20-minute mark, which is probably kind of perfect for an episode. So uh, anything you want to give to wrap it up? Uh, I don't know. Um, you know what? Watch Wolf Cop because it's freaking awesome. Do not watch Barbarella because it's not awesome. Um, not at all. It was it was an utter piece of shit. I don't know why it's such a classic, but it's an utter piece of shit. I can understand if you were really goddamn high. Or- you were like peyote or something maybe some acid it would be a romp but we're kind of psychedelic people though i mean we kind of live up in this you know we're hippies to some extent right we live in this very liberal kind of neighborhood maybe back in the it was late 60s wasn't it yeah 68s when it came out before the 70s even i think you know things were so fucking uptight and stuffy that you know maybe if you weren't even on a drugs maybe the movie's psychedelic enough in itself that you would enjoy it no 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 it's just crap. Uh, yeah, okay. It's, just well, crap. it's like Gone with the Wind. Yeah, maybe it's a classic, but it's a piece of crap. Well, I miss Rick being here because I haven't seen him in a few weeks, but Paul Lynch, man, Paul, Paul, stay away from Barbarella. If you get the chance, Paul. Paul yeah, <laughs> Paul Lynch, man. Do not watch Barbarella. Wolf Cop. If you can find a Wolf Cop, I don't know if you all have uh, uh, Netflix down there. I think you do. Um, uh, definitely check out Wolf Cop. It's awesome. It's Canadian beauty right there. All right, with that, uh, this has been Beer Plus 2. Yes, it has been Beer Plus 2, and uh, good night, Dave. Good night, Paul. (laughs) Beer Plus 3 is recorded before a live studio audience of Jane Fonda impersonators. Naked Jane Fonda impersonators, actually. And this episode featured Jeff Swatman and Michael Zamora, but not Rick. 
He objects to Jane Fonda impersonators on moral grounds and won't be back until next episode. Please subscribe so you won't miss out on future alcohol-fueled antics. You can find Beer Plus 3 on iTunes, SoundCloud.com, Stitcher, and anywhere else finer podcasts are sold. Also connect with us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram or email us at beerplus3 at gmail.com. Good night, Dave. Turn it off. Turn it off. Please, for the love of all that's holy, we have more beer to drink. Turn it off. I just had to buy a couple of sets of headphones for my wife and daughter because they just went on that trip, and and they wanted to watch their shows and do their things. And I tell you, the best Christmas gift I got for those kids in recent years are those big headphones. Mm-hmm. They're wearing them all the time. Get so much use out of them, and then on the vacation, had them on. Nicole and I could just talk. Nice. Didn't have to give a shit about the kids hearing because they couldn't hear us. Well, that's one thing that is is annoying sometimes with uh, Nikita at her because her computer's right next to the TV, so we'll be watching something and she'll be like, you know, listening to something, watching her shows or whatever she does on there, and try to get a hold of her. You know, Nikita, yeah, slap her, wake up, yeah, pretty much, just smack her in the back of the head. I've never done that. Yeah. <laughs> How about this? We'll go old school on this one. Oh yeah. Some old school rap? Not even. Not even? Not even. We're going old school play school. Old MacDonald had a farm. E-I-E-I-O. <laughs> and on this farm he had a cow. With a cow-cow here and a cow-cow there. Here a cow, there a cow, everywhere a cow-cow. Moo, 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 moo. Here we go into our little show. No Mecca-lecas? Mecca-lecca hi. <laughs> Mecca-lecca hello. Mecca lecca why, I don't know. Mecca lecca hot. Mecca lecca toe. I smashed it yesterday. It was bloody. Ooh, ouch. Mecca lecca, here we go. Go, 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 Jeff. All right.